This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. You heard my wife say she's good at giving the, what did she say? She said she's good at giving the what? Say it with me, the, the what? She is good at that. She tells me what to do. She tells me when to do it. I mean, she's always giving me the what for, and uh, <laughs> she is very good at the what. You guys nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, we're excited today. So, so glad to be in church with everybody. If you would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I would like you to turn in your Bibles there. If your Bible happens to be a, your phone, um, we really encourage you to uh, download version. And if you have version, you can go into events in the version. You can go into events and hit Church on the Rock. And the scriptures that's in your insert, that's in your bulletin, is in the version. You can take some notes in there and keep them with you. And the scriptures are in there uh, as well. So you can follow that way. But we've been talking about God's 300. What do you mean when you say God's 300? What do you mean by that, Brian? Uh, what I mean by that is when I think about evangelism explosion, when I think about uh, how can we win our community, how can we win the lost, I've come to the conclusion that I don't think it's a big event. I don't think it's some evangelism explosion. I don't think it's uh, renting, renting a, a, a big auditorium and filling at one time. I believe that God's plan for, re- for reaching this end-time generation is through people doing it on a one-on-one basis. I believe that God has called us to save people and that God has called us to disciple people. How many believe that? And the reason we said God's 300 is we're a, we're a church that every Sunday uh, around 300 or a little more come to church on the rock. So when I say God's 300, I'm actually talking about you. I'm, I'm looking at this army of people out there and I'm seeing 300 people going out of these doors every week to infilter the world that they live in, to bring the light into the places of darkness where their work is or where their neighborhoods are. How many know that you are God's light? And and the scripture says that we're not to take that light and hide it under a bushel, but we're to let our light shine. Jesus said that if you'll let your light shine before men, that they will see your good works. How many know letting your light shine means that you're letting people see good works? You're, you're, it's an it's a action. How many know that love is a verb? It's an action. So we're doing action steps. We're showing people. We're just not telling them we love them. We're showing acts of kindness. We're reaching out to them. We're, we're loving people the way Jesus would love people. So you are God's 300. And Jesus said that when they see the good works, that they're going to want to come and glorify God. So you're God's 300. We're sent out to do God's work. And we were created for that purpose. And I believe that God has called that to be a primary purpose. And, and, and the other day I was talking to somebody and, and we talked about satisfaction. And I'm telling you today that your job won't satisfy you. Relationships won't satisfy you. Toys won't satisfy you. Uh, Vehicles, houses, these things won't satisfy you. In fact, Jesus gave us the perfect 
um, description of how we are to be satisfied as people. There's a time in John chapter 4 where he went days without eating or drinking anything. He hadn't ate, he hadn't drank water, he hadn't eaten. And his disciples said, Jesus, man, you need to eat something. You need to partake and get some nourishment in your body. You haven't eaten for days. And not only that, he said, here, take a cup of water and have a drink. You're so busy, Jesus, that you don't even take time to have a cup of water. You don't even, it's been days since you ate. We're going to go get some food. And they went and got some food. They went down to McDonald's and Wendy's and grabbed some food and, and came back to Jesus. And they said, hey, Jesus, here's some food that you need to have. And Jesus was still consumed by his compassion and love for the woman at the well that had been shunned by society, that he had just talked to her about that she could partake of him and she could have living water where she would never thirst again. He was still basking in the fact that he got to help someone. He got to help someone. And she went off to her city, and, and while the disciples came back with the food and, and all the Big Macs were tucked under their shoulder, under their arms, and they were trying to get Jesus to eat and drink something, Jesus said, I'm not hungry and I'm not thirsty. And about that time, the woman came from the city, and the Bible says that she came with a whole bunch of people from that city, and Jesus lifted up his eyes, and he got a big old smile on his face, and he said, that's my meat. That's my meat. That's my drink. That is what satisfies. Brothers and sisters, there is a satisfaction with giving yourself away to the Lord. There is a satisfaction. If you can't get no satisfaction, if you can't get no satisfaction, I'm telling you, there is some satisfaction. Somebody give the Lord a hand. There is some satisfaction in being poured out for the Lord. So we're called to this. We're called to this. And, and we talked about uh, uh, how we're emptied out so we can be empowered. And, and uh, 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 I, I, I've talked to us in the past few weeks about how Jesus completely emptied himself so that he could be filled with the Holy Spirit to do special things. And guys, I, I want everybody to get this. You think you can't do anything. You can't heal. You don't know what to say. You don't you get tongue tied, don't have the words. You think you don't know the Bible enough. Tough situations you're like, "Ooh, I don't want to get involved cuz I'm not a professional." That isn't my area of expertise. Brothers and sisters, the scripture teaches us that we are filled with special abilities. We are baptized and filled with special abilities. You might say that we're God's X-Men. We're out there on a mission for him, and we just like in X-Men, they some of them have different supernatural abilities, and they can do separate other do different things on the movie X-Men. They have supernatural abilities. Well, we think about that comic strip, and we all enjoy watching X-Men and, and, and seeing the, the different guys do their thing. But while I was thinking about that, it hit me that we are God's X-Men. We have special abilities. We have special strengths. 
We have supernatural. Brothers and sisters, get it in your mind. Say, tell yourself right now, even if it's a whisper, say, God can use me to do the supernatural. I want you to believe that in your heart. Say it again. God can use me to do the supernatural. See, see we, I, to, me, to me, to believe something, you got to keep repeating it and, and saying it and reading it in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. But we got to keep saying that. Like if you're a person out here that always thinks that you're a piece of you-know-what to the Lord and, and, and you're not clean and you're a mistake and, you're, and, and, you're, and, and you fail all the time and, and you're just overwhelmed with discouragement and depression, because you feel so bad about yourself all the time. You know how you get over that? One of the ways you get over that is getting in God's word and say, I am righteous. I am accepted. I am purged. I am clean. I am washed by the blood of the Lamb. Say what you are and don't start keep living in what the enemy accuses you that you are and you tell yourself you are. But part of the way of getting in the supernatural is believing that you can do the supernatural. Is there anybody out here that, that, that wants to believe, hey, I can do something supernatural for the Lord? It, it's the word, man. It, it's the word. But Jesus was emptied and he was empowered. Jesus even said he couldn't do anything except the Father help him. The scripture says in Acts 10, 38, how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit how he went about doing good and healing the sick and helping those that were oppressed with devils. It says because the Lord was with him. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has in Luke chapter 4. He has Luke chapter 4 verse 18. You don't need to find it up there. He has anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captive. To heal the sick. To set at liberty those that are bruised. Listen to this, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do that. In other words, Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do good, to do those things. In Acts chapter 1, it says, Jesus began to do and to teach people to do. But Jesus was empowered with supernatural ability to do these things. You know what I did on the way to church? Because the scripture says in 1 John chapter 4, it says, as he is, speaking of Jesus, it says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. My question to you today, is Jesus accepted of the Father? Yes or no? Is Jesus righteous? Is Jesus powerful? Can Jesus do miracles? Can Jesus heal? Can Jesus set demons, people free from demons? Okay, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him to do that. And as he was, so are you in this world. How many want to receive that right now? I want to receive that. You know, some people told me, they said, uh, we have a, a, another church we attend, but, but God told us to be here today. God told us to be here today. And I believe that people are here by divine appointment to hear this word that you can be empowered. If anybody gets a hold of that, they can turn their worlds upside down. Now, 
These special abilities are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts or special abilities, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant or uninformed. Verse 4 says, now there are varieties of gifts, underlying gifts. That, that's charisma. Gifts there means charisma. Charis means grace. Ma means gifts. So when you see these next nine gifts from the Greek, charisma. Anybody heard charismatic? People say, are you charismatic? I say, well, wait a minute. Depends what you mean about that. Because there are some things associated with charismatic that I'm not. But if you want to say biblical charismatic, do you believe entirely in the grace gifts of the Holy Spirit? I'm charismatic then. All right? So that's what that means there. There's varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There's varieties of service, but the same Lord. You say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And varieties of activities. That activities there is the Greek word which that's called energema. And energema is where we get our English word. Everybody say energy. Okay? So we see that there's gifts. And the reason we have these gifts are for service. Tell your, tell your friend beside you, the reason we have gifts are for service. To help someone. To help someone. And then these gifts for service... These gifts that God wants to give us so that we can serve Him. Uh, there is a variety of activity. In other words, energy comes into these gifts. But the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Everybody say everyone. Now, did it say He empowers one of them? Or did it say He empowers them all? Somebody say all. He empowers all of them. In every one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For to one is given the utterance or the word of wisdom, and to the other the utterance of knowledge and uh, by the same Spirit. To another faith, verse 9, by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing. To another working of miracles. To another prophecy, the ability to distinguish between spirits, that's the discerning of spirits. To another various kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of these tongues. Look at verse 11. All these are empowered. Everybody see that. Underline that. All of these are empowered by one. And that one there is Trinity. Because you see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit just a little bit further up there. These gifts are empowered by God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. How many say that would be enough? That would be enough by one true God, These by the same Spirit who apportions to each individually as he wills. Amen? So I'm telling you, you have special abilities. And we're going to jump into these a little bit. And, and I am going to purposely stay close to my notes because I get excited and go off on other things and we don't ever get the message done. But the perceiving, uh, uh, we're going to talk about two sections today. The perceiving or receiving gifts. And the first one is word of knowledge. I've asked them to put a definition on the front for you so you can write it down. You guys have that today? Word of knowledge is to know something specific. Did those guys get the PowerPoint thing this week? All right, that's all right. I'll say it to you. To know something specific without having learned it by natural means. So write this down. Word of knowledge is this. We left room in your bulletins. It's to know something specific 
that there's no way you could have learned it or known it by natural means. You might write these words. It's insight, intuition maybe you might say, or an impulse or just something that you're sensing. John 6, 15, Jesus said and perceived that there were about, they were about to take him away. That perceived, he had that insight or that intuitiveness that they were about to take him by force, so he went out another way. In Mark chapter 2, verse 6 through 11, it says, But some of the teachers of the religious law who were sitting there, look at this, it says, They thought to themselves, they thought to themselves, so, so what, he, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can do this. But look at that. Look at verse 7. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. He knew immediately. That's word of knowledge. He knew immediately. The woman at the well that I spoke of a little bit ago in John chapter 4, verse 16 through 19, it says this. The woman at the well, uh, the reason she went at noon is because she was shunned by society and she was tired of being gossiped about. All the people whispered about her. Hey, you see that little, you know what? She, she's, you better watch your man. Hold your man close because she'll get your man. She gets everybody's man. She's had four men and who knows who she's sacking up with now. And so when she'd come, everybody would talk about her and they'd put her down. And she couldn't take it anymore, so she started getting her water at noon. And Jesus, if you look at Jesus, Jesus was like, we've got to go through Samaria. If, if you think of where Jesus was and where he needed to go, it was way out of his path to go. But he said, I've got to go to Samaria because he knew the woman at the well was there. But when he got there, uh, she said this. He said, go and speak to your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. Notice Jesus wasn't gossiping about her. He said, you said, well. You've had five, and the one you have now isn't your husband. So he knew something. He knew something. Brothers and sisters, this isn't gossip. I, I, it, to me, I call it witchcraft. I call it witchcraft. When you're whispering and gathering information, and you've got a waggy tongue, and God hadn't told you anything. You just like to be all that. And so you make everybody think God tells you stuff. And God didn't tell you nothing. You heard it somewhere. You better watch out with that kind of funny business. I think it's witchcraft. Because you got to be push yourself up. But there is a true word of knowledge. Where God can just put something in your spirit. Wouldn't it be good to be a mother if you're a mother here, if you're a mother here and, and you can't figure out, you know something's wrong with your children. You, you, you know they're pulling away and they're withdrawn and, you, and, and you've done everything you can to reach out to them and, and you just can't put your finger on it. You and your husband's talked about it. If you're a single mom, you've talked to your friend about it. You've done everything you can to, you're concerned. Did you know you can go to the Lord and you can say, I'm concerned about my child. And you know that God can supernaturally reveal to you the problem or the hurt or the pain. And then he can give you the next one, word of wisdom, where he can give you the exact word to know what to do in that situation. What would it be like if we could 
if we could have some foresight and if we could have word of knowledge in our mind. You know, the other, uh, I'm always getting calls, but the other day, um, is Alex here today? Is Alex in here today? I don't think Alex is here today. There's a lot of people in church today. Um, the other day I went to, to um, Alex's gym where he trains MMA fighters. And uh, Alex has trained like five guys that fight for the um, UFC. But they were doing these techniques. I was going to, you guys are going to have a real laugh today. I was going to wrestle him today. But I, I sat and watched. They would go punch, punch. Did it over and over and over. Punch, punk, for the takedown. Punch. And everything they did, he would tell them the punch does this, the elbow does this, the kick moves, the whole punch and elbow so you could get the takedown. It all had a reason for why they did it. And then there was this other one that was amazing where where you go out and you literally touch. You literally hit the inside of the opponent's leg. You hit the inside of the opponent's leg, and then you come into him, and he said, you come up, up like this. Come up like this. Boom. Crack him in the jaw. And then, boom, for the takedown. But it was all steps. You step. You hit their leg. It opens them up. And then he said, you take come up the river, he called this the river to the chin, and you follow your hand up the body, boom, crack their chin back, and now you got a guy who knows where to take down, which is the points. Techniques. Techniques. God spoke to me while I was watching that. And he said, Brian, you just get up there and say, Word of knowledge is when you can know something about somebody. Word of wisdom is when you can, and I give you these definitions, and everybody's like, oh, cool. But we never go out of here and use them. We're just like, oh, cool. Word of knowledge. Be cool to know something. And, and these special abilities never get used. And I felt the Lord say, Brian, you do know techniques. There are techniques to word of knowledge, to word of wisdom, to discerning of spirit. There are techniques of how to pray for the sick, how to do that. There are techniques. There are techniques of how to be used to do a miracle. There are techniques. There are Punch, elbow, hit. Punch, elbow, hit. There are these techniques in, in word of knowledge. To me, the punch, you, how many want to be used in word of knowledge? The goal of the fight was to get the takedown. The goal of us is to help somebody know Christ. So the punch is, to me, the punch is sensitivity. The punch to word of knowledge, the punch to all these gifts, the punch to all these gifts, first of all, are, are sensitivity. And, and I, guys, I want us to start practicing this. Some of you 
Sometimes men are like deer in headlights wondering why there's no love in there, feeling the love from their wife anymore. Sometimes women are deer in headlights wondering what happened to my marriage. And brothers and sisters, it's because we've lost sensitivity to each other. And we started taking each other for granted. But you can use word of knowledge to where you're sensitive to your spouse. To where you're sensitive to your children. To where you're sensitive to people at work. To where you're sensitive to your neighbors. To where you're sensitive to family members. Why do we have to be sensitive? We're God's 300 brothers and sisters. We're God's plan to win this world. He doesn't have a backup plan. So the first thing we ought to do is we got to quit taking the selfie pictures. Now, I'm not saying that literally. But I am saying we got to get out of selfishness where everything is about me, 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 me. He did this. He did that. She did this. She did that. They did that. My neighbor did this. My work person did that. Hey, we're the ones that's Christian sensitivity. Get our, our, our eyes off ourselves and begin. I, guys, I'm telling you, ask the Lord. God, can you give me word of knowledge what I've done to my wife? Can you give me to give that to me? Hey, Robert, the gifts work by humility. You and I were talking about that. The gifts of the Spirit work by humility. Brothers, it's humility when you quit saying, God, can you fix my wife? God, can you have her quit talking to me that way? God, that humility is when you can say, hey, God, can you show me how I can love my wife? Word of knowledge. Guys, it, it, it could be as simple as something you said three years ago. But you never know it. Destiny's like, it was something yesterday, <laughs> the day before that, the day before that. Come on, Aaron. <laughs> hey, guys, God used the special ability. Hey, why are we running all these counselors? I'm not against counselors and stuff. But Jesus said that he's wonderful, mighty God, prince of peace, counselor. Somebody say Jesus is counselor. He's counselor. The Holy Spirit can show you something that you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars for somebody to tell you. Word of knowledge. Trauma my kids. And the other day I had one. Um, here's what I do. Guys, if somebody comes in here, here on sensitivity, if somebody comes in your mind from church, how many, how many of you, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, this week, I've already told him. There, there's some somebody here today. They have been on my mind all week, and I prayed in the spirit for them because I didn't know how to how to pray. And I already told them this, and um, and and I hadn't seen them in a while, and um, and they were like, "Man, we had to be here today." Here, I want to use that for something. I told you I prayed in the spirit. I think. On techniques, sensitivity. 
If something keeps coming over and over and over in your mind, we need to go, hello, God's knocking. Does the name ever come, does something ever come in your mind? Help. To me, technique, boom, they're on my mind. Second technique, elbow, boom. Second technique, ask God this, why are they on my mind? Why are they on my mind? Why are they on my mind? I've had two things this week. I've had two things this week as the Lord's showing me this message. He's saying, Brian, if you could start doing the why are they on my mind, and if you could quiet your mind and you would take time to get alone with me, I would tell you why they're on their mind, why they are on your mind. So that when the time comes when they're here, you can say, technique three, you can say, you were on my mind, the Lord spoke this to me and wanted me to give you this scripture. Are you seeing the boom, boom, techniques, sensitivity, why are they on my mind? Second thing, why, why are they on my mind? Second thing, start asking what sensitivity, somebody's in your mind. Then you ask the Lord, second thing, why are they on my mind? I felt God tell me, Brian, I want you to develop your techniques to where it becomes second nature to you. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Um, I ask, I ask Alex, the punch elbow, those things I did. They, they did them 10 minutes on each one until they couldn't even hardly hold their hands up. I said, how many times do you do that? And he says, probably a million. Over and over and over and over. You should have seen these guys over and over. I think techniques of learning spiritual gifts are to be practiced over and over. They're on my mind. Why are they on my mind? And then getting quiet and listening, and, and then and then after you're listening, you're you're having you're starting to hear some things, and you got to get to this next point where you're saying, "Hey, what I'm hearing isn't me. It's God telling me something." And that's why all these gifts work together. That's then 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 where you need the gift of faith that gives you courage and boldness. To step out. Here's another technique. They've been on your mind. You ask God on why they're on their mind. Now you're at the third step where you think you're hearing why they're on their mind. And sometimes you'll hear some tough stuff. They're trying to kill yourself. Or they're trying to. Or they're. You'll hear some tough stuff sometimes. And then you're really got to have some intestinal fortitude. To be able to say you're on my mind. And this was what was on my mind, but this is what God wants to tell you. That's what word of wisdom is, is when you bring the solution or the answer and the revelation to help them, okay? So now then they're like, oh, you were on my mind. Man, I can't believe I was on your mind. And then now they're saying, and then you took time to pray about it, and now they're saying, wow, you just told me that I've got five husbands. You just told me what nobody knew. 
and then you're telling them a scripture to help them. Brothers and sisters, that's when we have the takedown. That's when we get some people born again. I, feel, I hope this isn't falling on the ground. That, that's where we get the takedown. Some salvations. Some people coming into the community of God. God's given us special abilities to do that. Let's talk about, but anyway, I asked, uh, I said, Alex, if I was, see, Alex wants me to be an MMA fighter because he sees a lot of potential in me. What are you laughing for? No. <laughs> no. My wife can whoop me. <laughs> Jeez, I'm scared to death of her, let alone getting in a cage. Grandpa, give me a big amen, buddy. Amen. Hey, I said, Alex, when you were doing that, I was, and I said, man, how do they get it out of their head where it's natural? And he says, doing it, doing it a million times. Brothers and sisters, let's quit taking these nine gifts. Let's quit taking these nine gifts and say, oh, word of knowledge is this. Oh, man, I, I didn't do my notes again. Doggone it. I wanted you to have these definitions. Huh? What? They got the definitions? They've got them. Hey, shoot all the definitions up there so they can write them down. Hey, guys, on these gifts, know the definitions. But let's quit going past. Let's go past. Oh, that's cool. Word of knowledge. Cool. Pastor does that. Oh, word of wisdom. Cool. I heard some minister say they did that. Wow, I heard a cool testimony today. Somebody was healed. Hear me, guys. God wants you to heal people. God wants you the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. You are his 300. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts today. Lord, I thank you that you have, you, you've told me to stay on this message and to raise up a people that are going to go out and take this land around us. Lord, I thank you that people today, I, I, I can see in eyes that people are starting to receive this truth. Right now, if you're serious about this, I want you in your seat to say, Father, I want to receive this truth. I want to be one of your 300s. I know somebody that's sick. Could you give me that gift that I could go pray for him to be healed? God, I see lives just tore up all around me. I see it in my home. I see it at work. I see it in my neighborhood. God, could you give me special insight and special wisdom and special abilities so I can help some people out? 
Man, I really feel that people are praying that today. Right in your seat, say, Lord, will you give me these special abilities so I can help some people out? You know, for a long time, I was asking God for my prayer language because, um, you know, the Bible says desire all the gifts. And I really wanted to have my prayer language. It just seemed something I just couldn't get. It was elusive. But then one day, I started getting a hold of just seeing people in my mind's eye and wanting to pray for them, and I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what they needed or how to help them. And that's when I got my prayer language really going. It's because I didn't want it so people could hear me doing it, and I didn't want it so I could tell people I had it. I wanted it because I wanted to pray God's perfect prayer on the earth. Come on, desire spiritual gifts. Tell the Lord you want spiritual gifts. I want you to see lives that are undone in your worlds. If your marriage is undone, ask the Lord to give you special abilities and quit looking to others to heal it. And I want you to, I feel this at the Lord. This is what God wants to say to you today. If your marriage is in trouble today, quit looking outside and look within yourself. For the Lord wants to speak to you and tell you exactly what the issue is. And then he's going to tell you the solution. That's word of knowledge and it's word of wisdom. And he's going to give you the other gift of faith where you have courage and strength to walk it out. Because the Lord's telling me some of you know what your problem is, but you don't have the strength or the boldness to be consistent. The Bible says in Philippians that he gives us both the will and the ability to do it. So right now, say, Lord, give me the gift of faith. Give me the gift of faith. Give me word of knowledge. Lord, I need word of knowledge for my lost friend. I need word of knowledge for my lost people at, at my work, in my neighborhood. God, give me special abilities. Come on, how many hear the Lord calling you into this army today? How many of you hear the Lord calling you into this army today? We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.